trying to get hydrated. <laughs> trying to fucking hydrate. <laughs> I like those. <laughs> 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 How are y'all doing? <laughs> you feeling good? <laughs> you sitting in your chair? Sitting in your chair. Sitting in your chair over there? Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Well, fuck. I assume we're recording. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. You're welcome for that bitch and intro. Emotionally inspired. stirring. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Ghosts and Hoes. Ghosts and Hoes. Ghosts and Hoes, paranormal podcast yeah. where we talk about all things spoopy. Sometimes we are musical. Sometimes we sing. Yeah. Cryptids. Uh, duh, yeah, I love those. Murder Must Foul. Definitely. Motherfucking Aliens. Oh, a lot of those recently. Ramen. Ramen. So ramen. if you recall, uh, Randall and I recently discussed ramen. Uh-huh. And I told him that. In all seriousness, on very in serious all seriousness, levels. Uh, so I told him my favorite kind of ramen. It's the uh, Nongshim ramen it's very good mm-hmm. and with a slice of uh the craft cheese did you do it, it in there? he made it i okay. brought i brought both things for him to try yeah okay. so it's it's still steeping it's steeping <laughs> it's steeping but the cheese noodles are close the cheese the... it's all all the, the the cheese the egg and i went straight seasoning yep, yep. i didn't add anything okay i didn't add any of the things i normally would i want to see if this is it's the good, shit a good base because here's the thing yeah that sauce packet mm-hmm. or the flavor packet, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot in there. Oh, yeah. So I figured it's either uh, oversight on the company thinking that, you know, everybody just wants the salt or yeah. that flavoring is really subtle. Yeah. It's not super salty. Okay. I didn't from, use the whole thing, but I used a good deal of it. Yeah. It's, it's from it's a small bowl. It's been a minute, but I've never felt like it was ever too salty. Okay. But while it steeps, I found these. And thought we needed to try them. They're uh, fruity cereal Kit Kats. <gasps> well, I'm already going to sit here and fucking tell you it's amazing. Oh, I'm so into this. So. I can you... already tell you it's going to be amazing. Have you had one? No. Okay. Well, because I know. I eat candy. That's true. Well, I just, I saw Goose posted something on Instagram where it was key lime A flavor. key lime. But I was like, oh. I've had what their. What's going on with Kit Kat, man? I've, I've had their green tea, their matcha flavored ones, and Jesus. I bet it's good. Oh, okay. they're so good. So, they smell they smell good. One for you. I take it we don't have ghost pepper chips today either. We're, today's a Kit Kat taste day. I, I, I like for the past four days have been meaning to message Z and say bring those with you, and I just keep forgetting. Oh my fuck! Oh, that's great. Oh, okay. Oh, ASMR. Wow. That's I have to say. That's, that's it. Just wow. That was really good. My good work, Kit Kat. Falling literally off of my head. So, <laughs> fucking hold, please. Yeah, no, I am into that. Mm-hmm. Like, I love. That's super tasty. I love the smell of Fruit Loops. Mm-hmm. Just, I have lotion. I have body spray of Fruit Loops. Um, I've got Bath the, and Body Works has a wallflower now that smells like I have. Oh, I think it's like morning cereal. But yeah, it's I have exactly wax melts from Fred Meyer mm-hmm. that are uh, what are they called? Crispy pebbles. Yeah, we have those too. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So there's that, guys. I brought another one if anybody wants to have two. Yeah. Three out of a, a million three percent. Out of three yes. Approved. I will eat the shit out of that. Well, fuck, guys. Right. 88 cents at the Walmarche. Ooh, Walmarche. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to the Walmarche this evening to buy camping gear. Okay. Because we're going into nature, Goose and I. Yuck. Can I make a suggestion? Yes. There's a store in Jansen Beach called Sierra Outpost. Mm-hmm. A lot of great camping gear that's not from Walmart at a good price. Well, I've got like a gift card from the Walmart that's like uh, 350 bucks. That checks out. So okay. that's why we're going to the Walmarche. There you go. Yeah. So oh, the there's that. How's everybody doing? I'm very curious about the craft cheese ramen. So yeah. we're going to have to. Is she ready? Because apparently she she we are she uh, food critics now, too. We are. Um, this is our food critique corner. Yes, it uh, is. 10 out of 10 for the fruity okay. cereal Kit Kats. Okay. Oh, she ready? He's going All in. Right. He's going in. I am so curious. What, I tell you. What the craft single does for ramen. It's very subtle. Okay. It's very subtle. Okay. And it's not like you're tasting like cheese whiz. Right. Fair. Yeah. It just adds like a little okay. richness okay. to the broth. The noodles were a lot thicker than I anticipated them to be. <laughs> okay. Which is good. Yep. But like Marushan and Top Ramen, when you eat them, like the noodles just, they if once you bite into them, they're, they yeah, fall right like apart. Yeah, they like Right. These are chewier. Very, way chewier. Mm-hmm. Which I like. Um, I like that flavoring a lot. It's mm-hmm. nice and spicy, yeah. not too salty. Yeah. I need to actually like... I'm one of those people who eats the noodles and drinks the broth. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I got to get down to mm-hmm. the broth to really get it, but I do taste a little bit of that craft. It is nice. Right. It's a, it's a, it's it's a very, very subtle yeah, flavor. Yeah, very, very subtle. It just gives it a little a little creaminess. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. mind that at all. Yay. Well, fuck. I guess I'll have to give that a whirl next time you I should. decide to make me some home oh, ramen. when you go to the Walmarche, yes. buy a packet of that. Oh, will do. It comes in a, well, they have the red one mm-hmm. or the black one. Black one, I believe, is black garlic. Do you beef, get the, do you get the red broth? or the black? Both. Oh, okay. Well, she yeah. gave me the red. I did. Okay. The red is good. The red I like a, little, a lot. Yeah, the red's okay. a little spicy. Cool. Fuck. All right. Yeah. Do we have any backhoes? Yes. Bitchin'. So first, first and foremost, hang on, I have to read my list. Oh, we have a list. Oh, there it is. Oh, good. So first, shout out to our new patron. <gasps> we have a new patron. We do. Who? It's Julian, your son. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, so this is actually his things are being handed to me. Yeah, because so, oh, I figured it says monkey from him's auntie. From him's auntie. I figured you would see him in the same amount of time it would take for me to mail it. That's fucking hilarious. I was like, thanks, Bubba. Oh, my heart. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't put one of the autographed photos in there because I felt like that might be weird. <laughs> but <laughs> true. <laughs> Everything else is in there. If he wants one, I have them. Oh, that's oh, hilarious. I was like, that's the fucking cutest thing in the history of this show. Oh, my sweet boy. Quick update. Yep. Mm, this is fucking delicious. Oh, good. I would, huh. I would not lie to you. No, about, not at all. I am mad about how good this is. This, right? this has no business being Just this good. Now, imagine it when you elevate it a little with like extra veggies, some chicken Couple if extra you veggies. Um, I would Whatever probably, you want. Like a I'd, soft boiled egg. 
Yep. I would dial back on the packet next time. Yeah. Add some soy sauce, garlic mm-hmm. salt. Yep. Uh, maybe a little Italian seasoning. Ooh, okay. It gives it kind of that... Uh, I, I never know how to describe is the, it the flavor the profile. the word that I hate, but it's the only word that makes most sense? Umami. Where it's like every single thing is just happening right in your mouth. Well, no, it's that it's that thing that... Ha- okay. I'm going to try and describe how okay. this flavor is. You know right. how spicy mustard... Yes. It mm. doesn't hit you like salsa. Like salsa is that sharp, stingy spice right on the front of your tongue, mm-hmm. but hot mustard... Like, kind of like gets into gets your nasal ar- passages. It gets into your nasal yeah. passages. It, so- it feels like it's getting everywhere but your tongue. Yeah, yeah. That's what um, Italian seasoning does. Okay, okay. I get yeah. that. Okay. I get that. Interesting, yeah. yeah. I like to add the uh, furikake seasoning from the Trader's Joe. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, sesame yeah, yeah. seeds. Yeah, it's got all the shit in it. Oh, Seaweed. and um, fucking nutritional yeast. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Gives it kind of a, uh, a light cheesy flavor. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I like nutritional yeast on popcorn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've made so. vegan mac and cheese with nutritional yeast mm-hmm. before. I tried that Highly once, too. recommended. And I think I just got a bad recipe because it was so not good. Oh, no. I couldn't eat oh, it. Oh, that. It was that I bad. I hate when that happens. What did you... I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It was a long time ago when I was yeah. doing keto. Not keto. Uh, I was doing Whole30 because I couldn't have dairy. Right. And ah, so I was like, I'm going to give this a whirl, and I'm going to make this delightful thing that wasn't delightful at all. Oh. I made that one that was like, the you blend up a bunch of veggies with, uh, like, I want to say like flax milk, and then okay. you add a cheese flavoring, and that's your sauce. Mm. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's I could really, see really that good. being good. Um, yeah. It doesn't keep well, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't imagine. Uh, oh, our patron Catherine said on our Israel Keys episode, mm-hmm. which if you've not joined Patreon yet and you want to learn about Israel Keys, get your shit together. Go do that, because uh, fuck that guy, straight up. Like, just fuck him a lot. Uh, so she said, she commented, Miss D, but golly, did I love Randall's sign off in her absence, <laughs> which hard same, to be honest. Did you hear it? I haven't heard it yet. No, it's hard, your hard sign same. off in my voice, yes. which is amazing. Yeah. It is uh, a plus. <laughs> I, if I hadn't been here, I wouldn't have known it was Danielle. When she, when she you know, we started going into it and I went, all right, you guys rate, review, subscribe, <laughs> share, 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 share. share. <laughs> It was really I oh, like And then yeah. she she went for the bye and went bye and then I cackled yeah. a little bit cuz oh, I was hoping it happened it. and then it did. That's amazing. Uh, so that and same. I mean it was amazing. I feel like you should just go back cut that and then just throw it on the end sometime randomly whenever you oh, feel yeah. like it. Yeah, that yeah. would be hilarious. I am here for it. Um also I forgot to update but we did Make those donations, uh, and these are the organizations that I donated to on our behalf. Uh, so, the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, yes, uh, the Sylvia Rivera Law Project, Cascade AIDS Project, which is local mm-hmm. to the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest, uh, the Black Trans Advocacy Coalition, and the Okra Project, which uh, brings healthy, home cooked, and culturally specific meals and resources to Black trans people Dope. wherever they can get to them. Nice. I was like. I just randomly found that one, and I was like, well, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Thank everybody for helping us to make those donations. Yep. And then, and this well, I, I told you both already that this was happening. Yes. In September. 
Yes. So, Portland, local, Pacific oh, Northwest. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, if if anybody you are local in the Pac Northwest, or if you really felt like coming here, uh, we're gonna be doing our first live show <laughs> since 2019. <laughs> yeah. Yes, at the Rose City Comic Con. So that's in September. We don't know the exact date of our show yet, but we will update you as that comes along. Yes, we I will. feel like I'm being gross, and I'm sorry. No, <laughs> please don't apologize. We will be at. We will be there. Will I be dressed up? Maybe. Maybe. Will I be wearing a costume? Who knows? I'm not sure. We'll be there. We will be there. Uh, I'm not sure what other guests are coming yet, but. Don't know. Don't care. going to be fun. Yes. It's going to be real fun. Always. Yeah, so we'll probably, I think I said Saturday, Sunday, Yeah, uh, when I was filling out the form, I mm-hmm. think, it oh, was okay. a while ago, but we'll it it'll out. either, most likely a Saturday or Sunday, potentially Friday. Got it. But the con doesn't really, it's like a half day on Friday. But yeah, so Sweet. our first live show, and our the last one. Uh, well, the last one was the Jade Lounge, but oh, it was yes. the same weekend as Rose City Comic Yes, it was. So I'm so. just rolling them into one. Yeah. Yeah, same, same. So yeah, it's going to be shows. fun. What yeah. weekend in September is that? I can't remember. Okay. I want to say the 10th. 10th? The, 10th, the 10th through the 10th through the 12th. And yeah. you you obviously get to come with us. Yeah, no, I have to show. I may be committed already. I don't like it. Don't. Mm-mm. Nope. Well, no, next time, answer. be more cognizant of the plans that I'm making that you're not a part of. <laughs> you should just know of my plans at all times. Every plan, every second of every day. Well, shit. All right. Live yeah. shows. I wanted. To, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. Weekend after I am busy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. That weekend of the 10th, I'm there. Hooray. Beautiful. Yeah, Beautiful. you just get you get a lanyard and you can just go do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's my pro- I went to WizCon. Oh, uh, was it real? Yeah, yeah. And that was a result of winning tickets to it from Pub Trivia. Okay. Um if Comic-Con is anything like WizCon, which I know it is. Oh yeah. Uh I'm going to spend way too much money on artwork that I do not have room to hang. I understand <laughs> that. That's why I I do like a brief pass through artist alley because i know myself yeah and especially if i see fucking simpsons animators there again oh yeah yeah i'm gonna be all over i feel like they're always there the only time i've ever been was when we did the live show and i just got there we recorded and and left i I didn't get to see anything that is your bad (laughs) yeah but yeah. now you've got a you got I can't a remember. I think it was a Saturday. I was I think I was working that day. I think oh, I got off okay. early after work. Yeah. And I was like I got you. off in time to do the show and then we left after because No, we should like make a day out of it. I think that. we oh, went yeah. and got food or some shit. I right, probably. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I am down. Because this is like a ninety five percent chance that I'm gonna dress up. Oh, okay. I there's a ninety five percent chance that I won't. That's fine. But um, I usually don't. When I go to cons, I mean, I guess it depends I just on be comfortable. what I want to dress up as, and there's not a lot of things in my roster That's that fair. I'm immediately champing at the bit for. That's fair. With this current setup, um, can we dress you like Roz from Frasier? You could dress me like Roz from Monsters Inc. <laughs> I already look like Roz from Monsters Inc. <laughs> yeah, but do you have the voice? No. Always watching Wazowski. Oh damn! That's really good. I just have the face, and that's just. Mm, 
on you me. guys can just morph into one and then yeah. it's perfect. <laughs> yep. I like it. I like it. You dress as big Ross, I'll be like your little ventriloquist perfect, dummy yeah. Ross. There we go. There it is. Oh, yes. Fuck. Uh who goes first? You do. Because last week I started with fucking James Eugene Harrison. Oh, God. That was so fucking weird. Right? Like, I still have no idea. Oh, Who and died? I, nobody knows. And I did. There was, I forgot to mention, uh, the police did track down the air conditioner salesman that uh, Leach and Roy whatever his name was crime crime uh that's leech but they he was like we got a ride with an air conditioner salesman they found him oh interesting. and so he did corroborate that part he's like oh yeah so i forgot to mention that was so time. fucking weird dude. right twice and then just disappeared again forever and ever yeah so today yeah what do you have i have a haunted location Ooh. oh shit yeah so today, I we're going to talk about... Sorry, go on. What would you say? I said I watched Insidious. I don't know why that just popped in my brain oh. I had to say it. Haunted. But, yeah. yeah. I finally saw Conjuring 3. Yes. What'd you think? Uh, it was good. I really liked it. Um, <clears throat> the only thing... Possible spoilers. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I can say that was kind of like... It wasn't even annoying. It didn't bother me. It's just I kept having to, you know... A lot of eye rolls uh-huh. was how the whole satanic everything satanists yeah satanists. no i but, had that same fucking thought right well, yeah i just I mean, wanted absolutely. to roll my eyes but again source material source material it was the 70s satanic panic i get that yeah. but it's just the whole satanist it was like Satan. They really satanists. decided to focus on point zero 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 five percent of that community right yeah like right, most of those people are rad. Yeah, yeah. so it was just it was yeah. just bizarre. It was fitting for the time, the satanic panic. But that's of why course. when everybody's yeah. like, yeah. "No, no, yeah, exactly," like, yeah, okay. and that I get. But it's just, so I just, I was like, "Oh, I'm still, right, I still blame say, everything on the fucking satanists again." Right, 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 right. Uh, I still say but, that that was uh, part of that movie. The two girls uh, in the forest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I still say that that was probably loosely based on Jeanette De Palma and Devil's Teeth. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because the way her bo- the way they found her body. Yep, was, uh, yep, blah, yep, blah, yep, blah. yep, Yeah. So, okay. Well, I have a like I said, I have a haunted location. Yeah. Uh, so today, y'all, we're going to talk about Lemp Mansion. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Lemp Mansion is in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, it's said to be in the top 10 most haunted homes in the U.S., but so are basically all of the haunted houses we've ever talked about. Yes. So, but now what determines whether a building is haunted? Is it when a person dies in a house, murder, suicide, or an unexplained death? Well, how about five deaths in one home with ne- almost all of them by their own hand? That... Could leave a mark. I would say so. So, I'm going to fuck up some German words here, okay? It's really funny that you say that because (laughs) not my story. Not my story at all. Uh, But on my way here, I was listening to Cult Leader and the story he tells, he said almost the exact same thing. He's like, 
sorry, the story takes place in Germany. There's a lot of German words, so just get used to the fact that I'm going to mispronounce them all, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Which is just hilarious. The Lemp family began with Johann Adam Lemp, who arrived in St. Louis from Eschweg, Germany? Sure. Sure. In 1838. He started his new life in America, built a small grocery store, where he sold common household items, you know, groceries, and homemade beer. The recipe had been handed down by his father, and it was a golden, light golden lager, which was totally different from the darker beers that were being sold in the U.S. at the time. Johann's beer was so popular that just two years later in 1840, he gave up the grocery store life and built a small brewery um, close to where the Gateway Arch stands today. Lemp first sold his beer in a pub that was attached to the brewery. That's a really hard word. <laughs> brewery? Yes. Brewery. 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 It's like trying to say rural. Rural. Rural juror. Yeah, it's those it's those <laughs> those rural brewery. Double R sounds really hard. Um <laughs> where was I? Oh, okay. Uh there it is. Yeah. Okay. Introducing St. Louis to its first lager. So before long, Lemp found that the brewery was too small to handle both production and storage, and he found a limestone cave just south of the city limits. The cave could be kept cool by chopping ice from the nearby Mississippi and putting it in, providing perfect conditions for the lagering process to run its course. Okay. Yeah. So Lemp's Western Brewing Company continued to prosper, and by the 1850s was one of the largest in the city. In 1858, the beer captured first place at the annual St. Louis Fair. And a millionaire by the time of his death, Johann Lemp, died on August 25th, 1862. Okay. His son, William, took over the business and began a giant expansion of the brewery. He purchased a five-block area around the cave. Oh, wow. Right? And... In 1864, a new plant was completed, continually expanding to meet the product demand. The brewery eventually covered those five city blocks. Well, in 1868, Jacob Feichert, William Lemp's father-in-law, built a house real close to the brewery in that five-block radius there. In 1876, William Lemp purchased that house for his family, utilizing it as both the residence and office. While the home was already impressive, Lemp immediately began renovating and expanding the 33-room home into a Victorian show place. So from the mansion, a tunnel was built from the basement through the caves all the way to the brewery. When mechanical refrigeration became available, parts of the cave were converted for other purposes, including a natural auditorium because of the acoustics and a theater. The underground... Oasis would later spawn a large concrete swimming pool with hot water piped in from the brewery's boiling house. Fancy. And he put in a bowling alley. Like, it was a party palace. It fucking sounds like it. Party palace. Like, here's my bowling alley. Here's my beer cave. Yeah. And at one time, there was actually, the theater was accessible by a spiral staircase from the street level. So the place was like much fans. Much fans. Right. So by the mid-1890s, the Lent Brewery gained a national presence after introducing their popular Falstaff beer, which is still being brewed today by a different company. In 1892, the William J. Lent Brewing Company 
was founded from the Western Brewery with William as president. His son, William Jr., was vice president, and his other son, Louis, was superintendent. Gotcha. But it was the third-born son, Frederick, that William was priming to take over the company. Oh, Frederick. Fucking Frederick. Lemp Western Brewery was the first brewer to establish coast-to-coast distribution of its beer, and at the same time he was building his own business empire. William helped build Pabst and Anheuser-Busch. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Like, Uh, big deal. This guy was, like, legit. Yeah. So, shit's going great for the Lemp family. They're, like, million, million, billionaires. it, yeah. They're killing it. But this is not that kind of show. Of course not. (laughs) On December... If you think it's going to... They're just like, the end! The end! They're millionaires. Much fans. Just all wrong. Yeah. So, on December 12th, 1901, William's favorite child, Frederick who had never been in great health, died of heart failure at the age of 28. William Sr. became completely despondent, and he slowly declined and was rarely seen after his favorite son's death. Then on January 1st, 1904, William's closest friend, Frederick Pabst, died. Oh, no. Which left William completely uninterested in running his brewery. Oh, his physical and mental health began to decline, and on February 13th, just a month later, 1904, he shot himself in the head with a 38 caliber Smith & Wesson. Shit. Died at 10.15 in his bedroom. So in November 1904, William Billy Lemp Jr. Mm-hmm. took over as the new president of the William J. Lemp Brewing Company. Inheriting the family business and fortune, he and his wife Lillian... Began to spend that money. Oh, I'll bet they did. Yeah. Filled the house with servants. They spent exorbitant amounts of money on carriages, clothing, and art. And Lillian, see, she was a very beautiful woman who came from a wealthy family herself. Mm-hmm. She and Billy had married in 1899, and then William J. Lemp III was born on September 26, 1900. Before long, Lillian became known as the Lavender Lady because, well, it was her favorite fucking color. Okay. So she literally wore lavender every day. Everything. That's a lot. Everything. Her clothing. She even had the her horse's harnesses dyed lavender. So in the beginning of the relationship, Billy was super into showing off his hot trophy wife, but he was a player. Yeah. And born with a silver spoon in his mouth, he was used to doing and acting however the fuck he pleased. Yeah. So in a weird as fuck flex, when Billy was starting to get tired of Miss Lillian, he demanded, and yes, demanded, that she spend her time shopping. He would give her $1,000 a day. Oh, that's a lot of money. Especially back then. Yes. He would give her $1,000 a day and told her that if she didn't spend it all in a day, she wouldn't get any more. Well, shit. Right. Okay. So Miss Lillian is out here, just a lavender streak in town, (laughs) trying to spend $1,000, which in 1901, I think I said it was at this point. Or 1901, 1904. Yeah, it's like, that's a lot of fucking money. You got to like try hard. For every day? Every day. I would be like, um. Every day. Okay, but also, can you give me like five days worth of money? I'm going to go the fuck elsewhere. 
and then spend my because I bought yeah. I've literally purchased everything. Yeah, we're in nineteen oh four. I've purchased everything in town. I can purchase no more here. I must move right my shopping trip. Right. Which yeah. every day. She had to have known what was going on. I'm sure you'll tell me. Well, this, but also I wouldn't care. Oh, I am literally next sentence about yes. to tell you because this was how Lillian he kept Lillian busy because Billy um while busy running the brewery during the day was partying real hard at night. So Billy was having himself some lavish parties in the caves below the mansion. Remember that spiral staircase from the street? That seems like a real poor decision Well, that's now. how he would bring in ladies of the night for entertainment for him and all of his friends. They would party all night, the swimming pool down there, bowling alley, and free beer always flowing. I mean... Well... Billy's partying ways did catch up with him when he impregnated one of these ladies. Uh oh. And had a son with a woman that was not his wife. Uh oh. Now. I don't see the problem. There is no birth certificate. There's no official documentation that this boy existed. However, he did exist. Um, and it the rumors were that he was hidden in the mansion's attic for his entire life oh i hate that Uh uh-huh and according to st louis historian joe gibbons when he interviewed a former nanny and chauffeur who did work at lent mansion both of them verified that the boy did exist and he lived in the attic's quarters because he had down syndrome which back then it was common to hide children with special needs. Mm-hmm. And not only would it have been considered an embarrassment to the family, the boy was also hidden away to cover up the Lemp's shame. Ugh. I hate- a, he had Down syndrome. B, he was born to a yeah. sex worker yeah. out of marriage. That was also not his <laughs> wife. No. I hate everything about this man. Well, and you'll hate it even more. So here's the thing. And I refuse to put it in the story mm-hmm. because I just wouldn't. But... In all the stories, he's just called Monkey Boy. Oh, I hate it. And I fucking hate it. I, I, wanna... I don't, you don't know his name. I have no idea what his name is. Oh, but that like, is even now, so when they talk about the hauntings, which I will get to upsetting. because, yeah. I, I just want to kick him down the stairs. So I just call him the boy because yeah. he has no name. Hmm. I'm, I, and Billy. There is no official documentation. Yeah. There is no birth certificate, but he did exist and he does come back later in the story. Billy Jr., I'm gonna I'm gonna kick you down the stairs. Right. You fucking dick. Right. So needless to say, none of this was working for Lillian, so she filed for divorce in nineteen oh eight, charging Billy with desertion, cruel treatment, and other indignities as having a child out of wedlock. Uh, the court proceedings surrounding the divorce became a major St. Louis scandal with all four of the newspapers devoting extensive front page coverage to the messy affair. The trial opened in February 1909 to crowds that flocked to the courthouse each day to watch the drama, the tales of violence, drunkenness, atheism, and cruelty. Okay. The divorce proceedings lasted 11 days and ended in Lillian being granted her divorce and custody of their child, William the Third, with Billy only getting visitation, and the only time Lillian was ever seen anything other than lavender was on the final day of her divorce proceedings when she wore all black. Nah, is she a bad bitch like that? <laughs> and it's the only time she ever wore not lavender. 
Nice. Right. So the divorce was just the beginning of the troubles. Troubles? The beginning of the troubles. The beginning of the troubles. The troubles with troubles? Troubles? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Sure. It's close enough. Yeah. I knew what yeah. you meant. Right. Anyway, just the beginning of troubles for Billy. Uh, and while he was busy partying, see, nine of the larger breweries in, in the St. Louis area had combined to form the Independent Brewers Company, which created fierce competition that Lemp had never faced. Then on April 16th, his mother died from the cancer. Hmm. In 1911, Billy remodeled the mansion again and converted part of the building into more offices for the brewery, which he should have been doing, though he was focusing... Nope. Back up. What he should have been doing, though, was <laughs> focusing on his equipment because Uh-oh. the independent brewing company had all the new fancy equipment. Oh. Right. And then by World War One, Lemp Brewing was barely getting by. Uh-oh. So... Y'all know what's coming next, right? Nothing good. Prohibition! And nobody's going to be okay. No. So, in 1917, the 18th Amendment to the Constitution, which prohibited the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquors, was drafted and passed into national legislation the following year. They called it the Noble Experiment... By Herbert Hoover, 75% of the states approved the amendment, and it was ratified on January 16, 1919. For a time, Billy hoped that Congress would repeal prohibition, but finally gave up and closed the limp plant down without a notice. The workers legit just went to work one day, doors locked, gates locked, Shit. just shut the fuck up. That happened to my favorite Mexican restaurant a few years ago. Fuck prohibition. Oh, yeah, you just went in one day. It was, it was just closed. Yeah. Yeah. And the people, like, I knew people that worked there, and they're like, yeah, we had no idea this was happening. Yeah. Places will do that, man. Sucked. So, on March 20th, 1920, Elsa Lemp Wright, William's sister, the wealthiest heiress in New Orleans, shot herself. Oh, no. Elsa was said to have been upset over her marriage, and Lemp Wright, the youngest child of William Sr., had married Thomas Wright, who was president of the Moore Jones Brass and Metal Company in 1910. They separated in 1918, and in February of 1919, she filed for divorce. She cited, among other things, damage to her mental and physical health. The divorce was granted after a trial, but Elsa and Thomas reconciled and remarried in March of 1920. Later that month, March, the month they got married again, Elsa shot herself while in bed at their home, but some think that she was actually murdered and it was made to look like a suicide. Okay. So times were getting harder for Lemp Brewing, so it was time to liquidate. Yeah. William Jr. sold Lemp's famous logo to another brewer for 25000 And then the brewery buildings were sold to the International Shoe Company for 588000 which is a fraction of its estimated worth of $7 million pre-prohibition. Oh, boy. Yeah, prohibition... Fucked up the booze business, clearly. Yes. Well, it was all a bit much for Billy. And on December 29th, 1922, William Jr. announced that he was going to sell the property, dismissed his secretary from his office, and shot himself in the heart Shit. with a 38 caliber revolver. Oh, God. William's brothers, Charles and Edwin, had long ago left the business, so with William Jr. gone, it seemed that the empire had finally ended. 
While the family did not sell the property, and instead, Charles Lemp, the brother, moved in with Billy's illegitimate child. Oh. Charles eventually remodeled the mansion back into a residence and lived in the home with two servants and the boy. Oh. Charles, however, Mm. became an eccentric and odd figure in town as he grew older. Oh, okay. I thought that was going somewhere else, but... It will. Oh, no. He developed a morbid fear of germs, and his obsessive compulsive behavior included wearing gloves at all times to avoid bacteria and constantly washing his hands. Yeah, a germaphobe. But it was during this time that the boy, now in his 30s, died at the mansion. And it was natural causes. He was buried... In on the Lemp Cemetery plot with only a small marker with the word Lemp. Still have no idea what this boy's name was. Huh. Yeah. But this would not be the end of the family tragedy. Of course not. Oh, no. Of course not. No, 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 no. In 1943, Billy and Lillian's son, William Lemp III, died of a heart attack at the age of 42. Hmm. Then, on May 9th, 1949, Charles... Shot his Doberman Pinscher in the basement of the mansion. No! Then climbing the staircase to his room on the second floor, just shot himself mid-climbing stairs. What? Yeah, just mid-climbing stairs. You're just like, yep. Ugh, I yep. am sick of these fucking stairs. Went down, shot his dog, went up. Sir, Decided to not just... even go all the way up and just did it mid-stair. You could have made it all the way up the stairs if you hadn't yeah. gone down to shoot your dog, you dick. Yeah. Charles was discovered on May 10th, 1949, by one of his staff still holding a thirty-eight caliber revolver in his hand. Yes. You revolver? Know yes. <laughs> revolver. Though the dog was shot in the basement. That sounds like a Godzilla <laughs> character, and I'm scared of it. Yeah. But he was found just halfway up the stairs, and he had a note that said, in case I am found dead, blame it on no one but me. Oh, okay. So the only lamp left was Edwin. Now, he was known as a quiet and kind of reclusive man who had walked completely away from the business in 1913 to live on a secluded estate in Kirkwood, Missouri. Edwin passed away of natural causes at the age of 90 in 1970. Good Lord. And he was the reclusive glove-wearing germaphobe, yes? No. Or is that another brother? That's the one that shot himself halfway up the stairs. Yeah. This is the only other brother. So, according to Edwin's last wishes, his butler burned all of the paintings that the Lemps had collected throughout his entire life. Oh, my. As well as priceless Lemp family documents and artifacts. Edwin. Yep. Why? They were all completely <laughs> priceless. Yeah. And irreplaceable. I would imagine. And he ordered it all burnt, which I find weird as fucking hell. Real weird. We're talking about priceless art. Suspect. Millions. And highly questionable. Did the and butler documents. Did the butler do it? Yep. God damn it, yep. man. Burnt it all. Like the dude Bonfire. I all just... of it. I get wanting to respect people's wishes, but also I'd be like, I'm a butler. I'm just going to take this little painting right here and maybe some of these papers. Nobody will ever know. Right? So, after the death of Charles, shooting himself on the stairs, the mansion was sold and turned into a boarding house. Okay. Along with the neighborhood, the building began to deteriorate, and then the stories of hauntings started. 
Residents complained of knocks and footsteps being heard throughout the house. And as the story spread, tenants were hard to find. Um, and then the boarding house just fell into total disrepair. But 1975, turn page, but they're stuck together. <laughs> the mansion was saved when a man named Dick Pointer. <laughs> <laughs> Come through these microphones. Yeah. Dick Bailey. I think I made that one up. You did make that one up. <laughs> uh, Fuck. Tr- Trout Shoe. Trout Shoe. That was a good one. What was on a dicks? <laughs> I mean. Dick Pointer. Dick. On a dicks. Dick Pointer. Uh-huh. On a dicks pointer. <laughs> Somebody. Please use that as a drag name. Please. On a pointer? Uh, yeah. Yes. On a dick's Fuck. pointer would be oh the my God. most perfect drag name in the history do of it. time. Give us credit. Please. Please do. Yeah, On a Dick's was from the uh, uh, yeah. Hinter Kaifek. Ah, yes. Yes. So. She was a big girl. She was doing big girl things. She was a big girl doing big girl things. <laughs> so, um. Dick Pointer bought it, him and his family, with the plan to turn it into a restaurant and hotel, which it still is to this day. Well, I'm sure y'all have listened to enough of us to know that when renovations start, things don't tend to go well. Well, they didn't, and workers would talk about apparitions, strange sounds, vanishing tools, and a feeling of being watched. Many of them would leave the job site and never go back. When it was finished and opened, staff members would, and do to this day, talk about the exact same experiences. Mm-hmm. Again, apparitions would appear and then quickly vanish. Voices and sounds come from nowhere. Glasses will lift up off the bar, fly through the air and crash. Doors will lock and unlock by themselves. Lights on and off. And the piano in the piano bar plays by itself when no one's there. Mm. So the mansion is reportedly haunted by several members of the Lemp family, and there are three areas of the mansion that have the most activity. The stairway, the attic, and what the staff refers to as the gates of hell, which is in the basement in the area that used to be the entrance to the caves, which have been closed Uh, off. Yeah. So the attic is said to be haunted by the boy, who spends a majority of his spent a majority of his life hidden away with the servants and the face of the boy has regularly been seen from the street peeking out from the windows of the attic mm-hmm. and paranormal investigators will often leave toys in the middle of the room draw a circle around them to see if they move and when they go back the next day they're moved yeah and then they're in the downstairs women's bathroom which was once William Billy's junior's room and had the first freestanding shower in St. Louis, which is still there. Many women have reported seeing a man peeking over the stall when they're going potty. And one time a woman came out of the bathroom, went back to the bar, and yelled at the two men she was there with, I hope you got an eyeful. Her friends were like, 
Nagro, we never got up, to which the bartender verified, and that ghost is said to be that of Billy Jr., the womanizer. And then in William Lemp Sr.'s room, guests report hearing someone running up the stairs and kicking on the door. Oh. Well, when he killed himself, Billy was said to have run up the stairs to his room, found the door was locked. He kicked it in to go oh. get his father after he heard the gunshot. So the mansion has been featured in a number of magazine articles, newspapers, shows, and now attracts ghost hunters from around the country. The Lent Mansion is currently a restaurant and inn owned by the Pointer family. Tours, both historical and haunted, are offered, and it is a venue for a murder mystery dinner theater, as well as Halloween parties every year. Oh. That is the story of the Lemp Mansion. Nice. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of sources today. I have LempMansion.com. Yeah. Several wikis. Yeah. And TheCultureTrip.com. Elizabeth Nicholas. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I was looking at photos. I want to go there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Please. Right. And uh, yeah, it looks creepy as hell. Yeah. 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 Into it. Super into it. Oh yeah, is that is that fucking Billy? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks exactly like you think he would. Yeah, just like a. It was just a historical fuckboy. Just another historical, historical fuckboy. Fuck you could see Ooh, it in his face. I need that shirt. Just another historical fuckboy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like it so. I, your client. <laughs> Fine. Talk to her. Yes. Make that a thing. Just another historical fuckboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was my shoulder. That felt nice. Damn. Yeah, but I want to go to there. Yeah. Le- uh, yeah. We have to go to Missouri. Uh, fine. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I know. I get it. Yeah. Well, actually, that's where my woo-woo was from. Oh, my yeah, great-grandpa. That's right. He was from Missouri. Hartville, Missouri. Oh, that's adorable. Hartville, Missouri, where he didn't know his exact year of birth because the Hall of Records burnt down. (laughs) The Hall of Records. It did. Bless it. He and his sister Betty would fight all the time over whether his birthday was 1921 or 1922. But he would have been 99 in this coming November. Yeah. Well, I got a fucking story for oh, do y'all. you. I do. Right? It's weird. I know. I don't, it was insane. So last week's was weird. So I was like, I'm going to keep that theme going. It's not as nuts as Jim Harrison's story. That's a fucking weird one. It was fucking bizarre. But this and this but this one's a little bonks for sure. Okay. Um, soup spinoons. Soup spinoons. Uh, I mean, it's a little banoons. It's not soups banoons. Soupy noonies. Soups noons. Soups noons. Sip noon. Sip noon. Sip noons. Sip noons. Soupy noonies. Soups banoons. Richard. It's me, Richard. God damn it. Richard. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm great, guys. Richard, you want some panoons? <laughs> he's, he's 
not been here for a while. No. Oh, that fucking guy. Uh, but yeah, so initially, the lovely Oregon Wood Witch himself, uh, J. Allen Cross, suggested this to me ages ago. Ooh. And I forgot all about it until listener Taryn messaged me to suggest it recently. And also, I feel like my mom at some point shared this with me. Uh, but I forgot. Mm-hmm. But thank you, both, and my mom. I'm just going to say it anyway. Ma'am. You know. Uh, so thank you for pointing me in this direction and then reminding me that it was on my list of stories to do. Mm-hmm. So now, let's get into the story of the Green Children of Woolpit. Yes! Yes! This one's nuts. So. I'll have to take it off my list. <laughs> it's been my. It's been on mine for like over a year. Uh, so, picture it. Somewhere between 11.35 and 11.54 or later, but we'll come back to that. <laughs> uh, in Woolpit which is a small English village in Suffolk, England. Uh, it was summertime, and as the folks were out harvesting whatever they harvested at that particular moment in time, mm-hmm. uh, a group of villagers discovered two children trapped in one of the wolf pits that the name the town was named after. Yes, wolf pit in Old English means wolf pit. Yes. The way it was makes all kinds of sense. The way it was spelled, Old English, blah, blah yes, wolf pit. Wolf pit. So, moving on. Uh, it said that a reaper, which I'm assuming means he was harvesting wheat now that I think about it. Fair. Uh, he collected the kids, a boy and a girl, from the fairly deep pit and took them into the village. The wolf pits, they said, like, because they were children. Yes. It was like twice their size deep and very large in... Large pits. Yeah. Just collecting wolves in there. You you gotta. You gotta. Uh, so he took them into town, or into the village, rather. Uh, but these were no ordinary children. So for starters, they were speaking what was described as quote-unquote gibberish. Mm-hmm. Uh, their clothing wasn't something that they'd ever seen in Woolpit before. Uh, the color material specifically of their clothing wasn't at all familiar to them. They're like, mm, this is fucking weird. And uh, their skin was green. I'm not talking like Hulk, like full on Hulk green here, I don't think. Uh, it was more of like a greenish hue. Like a pastel. Yeah, I could be wrong though, because the 12th century was an eternity ago, and records of this story are spotty at best. Yes. So they could have been full on like jolly green, giant green, but they did, it wasn't specifically described. So, speaking of spotty, hi- spotty history for a yes. second. Yes. Uh, there are two main sources where this story is written about. So William of Newburgh's Historia Rerum Anglicarum, which is the history of English affairs, Ooh. and Ralph of Cogshall's uh, Chronicum. <laughs> yeah, Cogshall. Uh, Chronicum. All I heard is Cogshall. Nope, Cogs. Okay. Two Gs. There's two Gs. You heard Cox too. I did. Yes. Okay. Yeah, just dicks on the brain. Dicks on the brain. Yes, but his Chronicum Anglicanum, which is the English Chronicle. Okay. Uh, neither of these 12th century historians were actually there to experience the green children, but Ralph was an abbot who lived nearby. Uh, he claimed to have been told everything about it by Sir Richard de Calne himself. Who's that? Like I wouldn't tell you. Calm down. <laughs> Get there. <laughs> uh, William of Newburgh was a historian and monk. He was further removed from the story, but wrote about it anyway, saying that everything he had learned had come from various trustworthy sources. Okay. So, yeah. 
Uh, and it, Ralph wrote first, and then uh, William wrote second, and I think he used a lot of Ralph's information yeah. so, as I a mean, basis. This is 12th century. This is we're like thousand hand story. Yes. Yeah. At this point, yeah, most certainly. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, uh, the kids were taken into the village, uh, where they were then taken to the nearby home of Sir Richard de Calm. Uh, the children refused to eat anything for days. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, just any food put in front of them, and they were just like, absolutely not. But eventually, they allegedly went nuts when they saw some freshly cut broad beans. Uh, one account reported that the children became upset and cried when they couldn't find the beans in the stalks of the plants. Uh, but a passerby opened up one of the pods and showed them where the beans had been hiding, and they were just fucking over the moon. Beans. So like, fuck yeah, beans. Yeah, fuck Which, yeah. honestly, I cannot relate. Nor can I. I have never and will never be that excited over any kind of broad or string, be- string bean because I hate them. I just hate them. Well, you know, I love, absolutely love green beans. I know you do. I like bean beans. I just, legumes. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm a, like, just if you're going to hand me like a a broad bean, I'm just please don't do it. Yeah. Which would be really weird if somebody came up and just handed me like a handful of beans for like, like, who are you and why? Right. What is happening? Yes. I don't. What in the jack in the beanstalk is, is going, going on? on. <sighs> no, thank you to beans. <laughs> I don't want them. This is a bean hole. Just exactly. went down a bean hole. We did go mm, phrasing. <laughs> I take it back. No. Oh boy. Oh no. Uh <laughs> anyway. Anywho, bean they're holes. They're like oh I mean like good for those kids, because they're like, yeah, vegetables. Just beans. Um they're important, but in any case, they refuse to eat anything but these beans for a good few months, in some accounts was less than that. Again, 12th century. Hard to say for sure. Uh, Eventually, they concluded that the other food they'd been offered wasn't going to kill them, so they started eating more regular foods and expanded their palates, which I'm sure was probably for everybody's best interest because there couldn't have been that many beans just forever hanging out for months. Just beans. Beans. Why? Bean holes. I don't get it. Um, so it's unclear how long the children stayed with DeCalm, though one account says it was for, and this is a quote, some years. Uh, guys, specifics, please. Uh, so the children eventually learned to speak English and were baptized at some point in their new life with DeCalm. Over time, they lost their greenish hue and became fairly normal and well-adjusted children. Uh, sadly, the boy who was the younger of the two siblings became sick and ended up dying. Uh, and according to Ralph of Cogshall, the boy was always languid and depressed. Poor little green dude. Right? Just little bubby. Little green so, guy. The girl was later asked about her and her brother's mysterious past, and she went on to say, and this is somehow a quote uh, from her, which... Sure. Grain, grains of Suspect. salt. Many, many Highly grains of salt. Uh, so we are inhabitants of the land of St. Martin, who was regarded with peculiar veneration in the country which gave us birth. Uh, we are ignorant of how we arrived here. We only remember this, that on a certain day when we were feeding our father's flocks in the fields, we heard a great sound, such as we are now accustomed to hear at St. Edmund's. 
uh, when the bells are chiming. And whilst listening to the sound in admiration, we became on a sudden, as it were, entranced and found ourselves among you in the fields where you were reaping. The sun does not rise upon our countrymen. Our land is little cheered by its beams. We are contented with that twilight which among you precedes the sunrise or follows the sunset. Uh, moreover, a certain luminous country is seen not far distant from ours and divided from it by a very considerable river. So they came through a wormhole alternate universe fucking well, whole thing. So according to Agnes, as she chose to call herself, apparently, uh, she and her brother had followed their father's herd of cattle into a cave, which, fuck them. <laughs> just you know how I feel about caves caves, caves and beans fuck them both nature um, and so one report says it was cows another pr- says sheep so fuck nature again. cave beans exactly yes fuck them so fuck them fuck them they were they were following their father's animals around sure because it's 1100s England what the fuck else do you have to do you heard as a child things. nothing Nothing. That's all you did. You work all day is what you do. So they were enchanted by the sounds of the bells, uh, which they followed out into Woolpit. Uh, She also claimed, again, that it was always twilight where they came from. Um, And then she would also go on to say that everything and everyone there, St. Martinland, was dyed or painted green. Which, if you've ever read the Wizard of Oz books, familiar. Mm-hmm. And no, I will not explain myself on that one. Go read them. <laughs> because they are incredible and my favorite books. Anyhow. So this Jeez. is all just... Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so Agnes would continue to live with and work for Sir Richard de Calm for a while until she allegedly married the Archdeacon of Ely, Richard Barr. Uh, I'm just going to point out, Dick Barr. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't let that one get away. I'm a child. Same. So not much is known what happened to her after that, though it's rumored she did have at least one child of her own. Uh, in the two well-known accounts of the story, Ralph of Cogsall wrote that Agnes became rather loose and wanton in her conduct, uh, while William of Newburgh wrote that she was not in the least different from the women of our race. At the end of the day, we have no idea what really happened to her because the story is old as fucking dirt and I love it. (laughs) So who the fuck were these kids and where did they come from? Well, there are a few theories, so let's get into it. Uh, One theory is that the children were the orphans of Flemish immigrants uh, who could have potentially been killed in the Battle of Fornham in 1173. And if that timing seems weird, remember that the records of this story are spotty at best. Uh, so it's entirely possible that happened later than initially recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they said it was between uh, Stephen, King Stephen, I don't know, and then King Henry II between oh, um, those time frames. Wasn't it written? No. Not Wait, what year are we talking here? Uh, it's, well, somewhere... It says 1135 to 1170 or 1154, and then another account is 1154 until like 1170 something. Okay. So they're not quite sure. So it could have been either one of these rulers at the time. Got it. Yeah. So, like I said, it's entirely possible that it happened later. But again, we have no idea. We don't. So, 
Anyway, with their parents gone, the children could have become disoriented while wandering the forest and followed the sounds of the church bells from Bury St. Edmunds, which is near Woolpit. Uh, some people believe that the mysterious land of St. Martin the children spoke of could have been a village called Fornum St. Martin, okay. which was only a few miles from Woolpit and also happened to be the home of a group of Flemish settlers. Okay. Uh, Fornum St. Martin was also separated from Woolpit by a river. Mm-hmm. It's not like a great river. So they're like, well, maybe not since it's not that big, but also she was a child right? when she saw that. So I'm sure she hadn't seen any other rivers except the one. So and why is she green though? I will get there. Oh, okay. P- kind of. Sort of. So. Maybe fucking calm down and wait. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Uh, maybe fucking settle your tits. <laughs> that you're... Yes. My tits are settled. I know. Well, now. I can see. <laughs> Apparently, my shirt's doing the Lord's work today. Well, it's doing the Lord's work. Like I said earlier, it's top. four seconds tube away top's from tubing. seeing a nip noop. Wouldn't be the first time. No. No. I'm sure it wouldn't be the last. Also, no. no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like. It nips these... a plenty. Well, I'm sorry, what? Said nips a plenty. Nips a plenty. Nips a plenty. Nip, nips a plenty. Uh, yeah, so that nipples aside, uh, <laughs> the children being Flemish settlers would explain the clothing in the foreign language for sure. Different, yeah. Um, also, the foreign language, even if it weren't Flemish, like village to village back in that time had different dialects. So it's entirely possible that they were speaking a dialect of English that people in Woolpit were not familiar with. Woolpit wasn't actually a tiny village. Mm -hmm. It was more like, I guess, kind of one of the, like, bustling villages, which, I mean, not really, but compared to Fornham St. Martin. But most importantly, what about their goddamn green skin? So, again, only theories. So let's go. Uh, some folks believe that the children had briefly been in the care of an earl from Norfolk who had poisoned them with arsenic and left them to die in the forest near the Norfolk-Suffolk border. Which, yes, arsenic poisoning will give you a greenish-hued skin, as it turns out. Interessante. See. Uh, another possibility? Malnourishment, which would happen if the kids had been wandering alone in the forest for a while, not being taken care of. Uh, continuing on that train of thought, it's highly likely that they were suffering from chlorosis, which is an Ooh. iron deficiency that can lead to greenish-hued skin. Uh, it also could have been hypochromic anemia, Ooh. which is another type of deficiency known as green sickness. Uh, according to historian Derek Brewer, the likely core of the matter is that these very small children, herding or following flocks, strayed from their forest village, spoke little, and in modern terms, did not know their own home address. Uh, they were probably suffering from chlorosis, a deficiency disease which gives the skin a greenish tint, hence the term green sickness. Okay. Uh, part of me wonders if they may have been um, carriers for a genetic trait that leads to, oh boy. Say it. Um, I have to look at it. If you, I did this, I practiced. Methemoglobinemia. Um, Ooh. Thank you. Can you say it again? No. <laughs> 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 I was wondering about that. Methemoglobinemia. Okay. Which 
is a blood disorder that changes the appearance of your skin because it like kind of makes your blood brownish and Ew. then your skin however as far as i read only turns it blue uh so most famously there's a family in kentucky that's carried this gene for decades uh they're known as the blue fugates of kentucky so maybe these kids had something similar uh though it did go away once they started eating normal normal food and not just beans Maybe um, they just ate too many goddamn beans. Could have been. That's like if you drink a lot of, what is it, carrot juice, like too much carrot juice, your skin can turn a little orange. Ew. Too much tomato juice can turn a little red. Ew. Yeah, the things. But yeah, the Blue Fugates of Kentucky, look into that. On my list. It's banoons. And I was like, ah. They're on my list. Those, it's nuts. Um, So if they had something similar, I don't know. Could be. Um, there are, of course, those who believed that the children were beings from another world, aliens, or fairies. Ooh, the fae. The fae. Uh, books, poems, songs, and plays have uh, been inspired by the green children of Woolpit. They'll probably remain unclear until the end of time, uh, if the story was actually true or just another folk tale. Uh Some people are like, it's just completely made up. It's right. just a story. And uh-huh. other people are like, no, it, no, it happened. happened. But we'll never really know. No. Uh, although Ever. author and folk singer Bob Roberts said in his 1978 book, A Slice of Suffolk, that I was told there are still people in Woolpit who are descended from the green children, but nobody would tell me who they were. Oh. Yeah. And that is the story of the green children of Woolpit. Underworth. Cute. Thanks. That was... Yeah, nice. I had a situation. Yeah, I had a situation. I saw that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you were yeah. more graceful than I was. Oh, uh, well. So. Just... Yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah. Weird. It's real weird. Like, did it happen? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. No one, there is no way to know. N- not at all. Not Hard at all. Hard telling, not knowing. Exactly. And I'm sure people have searched. Oh, yeah. And the... Yeah, it's like end of the day. They're pretty sure her name was Agnes Barr. She got married, but that's that's it. Yeah. Sir Richard de Calm, he did exist. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows. <laughs> uh sources, uh ranker.com, Tracy Graham, medium.com, B Jesse, Wikipedia, historicuk.com, Ben Johnson, mentalfloss.com, Caitlin Schneider, and YouTube. Uh the, the t- tubes. The tubes, the Today I Found Out channel, uh episode The Curious Case of the Green Children of Woolpit. Interesting. Right? Yeah, I was like, hmm. I don't I don't know what I think about that. I don't know. Interesting. Very. I'm like Interessante. It could really be either. It could completely be just some kind of fable made up for some reason to scare children. Which yeah. a lot of fables existed that way. Could have been real to an extent. Yeah. Could have been exactly how it was written. No idea. No. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird little fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think there's a ton of like little plays and fables based off of it too. 
<laughs> no. Yeah. Well, there you go. There it is. All right. We done done it, y'all. We done we done, done, done it. it. We done done it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I'm going to go to Walmarche <gasps> oh, by Walmart camping Shea. gear, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I'm going to meet up with a friend at Chicken and Guns. Oh, and do what? Nice. Chicken and Guns. The it's cart, a food, food cart. cart. Oh, okay. It's really, really fucking good. Oh, okay. I have not good been there. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard nothing but amazing things. Yeah, it's really good. Well, all right. Uh, y'all know the drill then. Yep. yep. Rate, review, subscribe, share, share, share. Please do that. If you would like some exclusive motherfucking content, yeah, go become a patron on our Patreon. You should, because this month's is going to be real good. Oh. That's part of the reason boy. why today's story was also short on my uh, end. Going, yeah, because it's a- Going hard for the Rons. Going ham. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, I want to say I remember what you guys were doing, but I can't remember off the top of my head. It's fine. It's okay. Actually, now I remember. Never mind. Got it. <laughs> nope. Nailed it. Nope. Now I know. Got it. Sold. Done. Um, all oh, right. That's a that's a big. It's big. There's so much in there. There's a lot in yeah, there. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot in there. For Layers. Thinking. For thinking. Okay. Wait. No. I can't even. What? No. No. <laughs> no. Don't. Just, just give it <laughs> we'll a minute. Do it. We'll do it after. <laughs> Off mic. Sure. <laughs> just, like just, a fucking professional like, would. Just. Like someone who runs a goddamn business would do? Just, You're right. We should do it that way. Just miming. I'm like, Christ on a fucking cracker, Randy. Lord. <laughs> fuck. Goodbye. All right. Well, fuck. Take me fucking anywhere. So, <laughs> until next time, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Bye. Bye. Hats off to the Fuck You Club, every single fucking one of them. Today, we didn't really have anyone uh, special. I would like to nominate Billy Limp Jr. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Fuck Billy. Yeah. Right in his stupid fuck boy whoring handsome face. Yeah. Right in the whoring dick, so. Just, um, fuck you, Billy. Fuck you, you Billy. Suck. Big fat fuck you. You do suck. You do suck. You suck all kinds of donkey dicks. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.